Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, A Twisted Christmas by Twisted Sister from 2006. On May 10th, 1984, Stay Hungry, the third album by the Long Island band Twisted Sister, was released on Atlantic Records. Stay Hungry peaked at number 15 and eventually ended up selling over 3 million copies. It was a long road for them to arrive here, though. The band had actually already been around for 12 years at that point, and this was their 14th different lineup. They were always working throughout the years and had developed quite a following in the New York area in the late 70s and early 80s. Fans reacted to the band's shock rock approach. Their outrageous look and getting the crowd to participate was an important part of the band's approach. Here's singer Dee Snyder talking about that on the Nickelodeon show Livewire in 1983. I think that's what music is not just a record. You can listen to a record at home. You don't need to go to a concert and uh, see a band play exactly perfect renditions of the stuff that you like at home. When you go to concert, you're there, you're paying money to see a show, and I think you've also paid money to have a good time. And people want to participate on the whole. They, they actually want to shout, scream, dance, do whatever, but sometimes they take a little prodding. By us using the way we look to shock them, it sort of knocks them off balance. It ta- they come in with a, a sort of, you know, an attitude we give them a little shock by maybe the way we look and the way we act, the way we talk, although, although I'm talking very nicely here. I know you're afraid I'm going to curse. And uh, we won't no, curse. Never. Not us. Yeah. And uh, once you've shocked them, they're a little more susceptible to loosening up and getting yeah. them going and getting them have a good time. I think that's what rock and roll is all about. The audience participation, not just the band on stage. The band broke attendance records at large halls in the tri-state area. Twisted Sister even sold out the New York Palladium in 1980, which holds 3,000 people. And they didn't even have a record deal. Even with their ability to draw huge crowds, the band had a hard time being taken seriously from record labels. And anytime they actually got close, one way or another, the deal would fall through. But then, there was a small glimpse of hope. Or was there? Here's guitarist J.J. French from the We Are Twisted Fucking Sister documentary. This label called Secret Records, a punk label, wants to sign the band. Our manager tells us that he's flying in to see us at the, at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. We're headlining. This is how cynical we are. I said the guy's plane will crash before it lands. But even if it lands, he'll die in a car crash on the way up to the gig. But even if he does get there, the PA will fall on his head. But even if we're great, he will die on the ride back to the airport. But even if he lives, he will die when the plane crashes into the sea with the IRA bomb blows it up. But Secret Records came through, which took them to England to record their first record with producer Pete Way of the band UFO. This was also around the time that the classic lineup of Twisted Sister finally came to be. Dee Snyder on vocals, J.J. French and Eddie Ojeda on guitars, Mark Mendoza on bass, and A.J. Perro on drums. Their debut album, Under the Blade, was released on September 18, 1982. And then... My lawyer calls me. He's sitting down. Yeah. Secret Records went bankrupt. You're kidding. No, the album came out and the label went bankrupt the next day. 
In December, the band played on a British television show called The Tube. This was a huge opportunity for the suddenly once again unsigned band. So they pulled out all the stops, bringing out Lemmy and Robbo from Motorhead to join them, and even Snyder removing his makeup mid-song just to get a reaction from the crowd. We got Twisted Sister all the way from America. We got Motorhead. But it still seems to be a problem. But I think you people want something else before you give us what we need. I think you got a little hang-up, some of you people. I think there's some people out there who can't take Twisted Sister because of the way we look. That's the problem, isn't it now? Uh, and just won't listen to us. Just won't pay attention to us out there. Now, will you? No, you won't pay attention. Because we got makeup on. Well, that seems to be the problem. Then we got to take the makeup off. Not only. Is that the problem, man? I got too much makeup on, man. You can't take me seriously. I'm not crazy enough for you. Well, now I ain't got no makeup on. So now what are you going to do? Now you got to give yourself to me, okay? You got to Don't let me down. I did something for you. It's Christmas time. Give Twizzlers into what they want. The performance led to the band being signed by Atlantic Records. Their Atlantic debut, You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, featured the single I Am, I'm Me, which went to number 19 in the UK. They also made their first video for the title track, which showcased the band's sense of humor and was also featured in an MTV promo in 1983. You for a sound ecology. With the rising popularity of MTV, by 1984, more and more artists and record labels began making music videos than ever before. And Dee Snyder had an idea for the band's first single off their next record, Stay Hungry. What's that on your chest, mister? It's a pledge pin, sir. A pledge pin on your uniform! That's actor Mark Metcalf playing ROTC officer Douglas C. Niedermeyer in the 1978 film Animal House. Snyder told music video director Marty Kallner that he wanted someone like Metcalf to play the father in the video for We're Not Gonna Take It. Kallner responded, why don't we just get Metcalf? Suddenly, Metcalf, basically once again playing Niedermeyer, helps launch Twisted Sister into superstardom. What is that? A Twisted Sister pin? On your uniform! What kind of a man are you? You're worthless and weak. You do nothing. You earn nothing. You sit in here all day and play that sick, repulsive, electric twanger. I carried an M16 and you, you carry that, that, that guitar. Who are you? Where do you come from? Are you listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? We're Not Gonna Take It earned a gold record and peaked at number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100. The video again showed off the comedic side of Twisted Sister. They even brought Metcalf back again for their follow-up video, I Wanna Rock. Both videos were in heavy rotation on MTV. Twisted Sister had finally arrived. Famous for their music videos, they even popped up in a scene in the 1985 film Pee-wee's Big Adventure. The scene had them filming a music video for their song Burn in Hell on the Warner Brothers backlot, only to have their shot ruined by Pee-wee Herman riding through on his bike, eventually causing a speedboat-pulling Santa Claus to crash. In June of 1985... Dee Snyder hosted the first ever episode of MTV's Heavy Metal Mania, which was the precursor to Headbangers Ball, 
He also appeared as a guest on Late Night with David Letterman. Uh, wouldn't you agree that in a, in a certain respect, you are every American parent's worst dream come true? <laughs> it's only me or Paul Schaefer. No, no, no. no. Well, <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying? They have, they have a, a little baby girl. They raise her. She gets to the point where oh, she's dating. Baby. All of a sudden, she comes home with you. You know? Also in 1985, the Parents Music Resource Center, also known as the PMRC, wanted to enforce labeling any albums containing offensive material, and a Senate hearing was instigated. The proposed system would identify the type of objectionable content found in each album. Musicians that testified against censorship in the proposed warning system included John Denver, Frank Zappa, and Dee Snyder. Since I seem to be the only person addressing this committee today who has been a direct target of accusations from the presumably responsible PMRC, I would like to use this occasion to speak on a more personal note and show just how unfair the whole concept of lyrical interpretation and judgment can be and how many times this can amount to little more than character assassination. The system was never implemented, but the result of the hearing gave us the generic parental advisory explicit content label. 1985 also saw the release of the next Twisted Sister album, Come Out and Play. It was less successful than Stay Hungry, but the album still went gold. Despite the album featuring guests like Alice Cooper, Brian Setzer, Clarence Clemens, and Billy Joel, it was the start of the decline of Twisted Sister. The tour to support the album had several canceled dates and low attendances. After the tour ended, A.J. Perro left the band. In 1987, they released their fifth album, Love is for Suckers. They only toured for one month to support the album, and two days after the tour ended, Snyder announced he was leaving Twisted Sister. Pardon the interruption, but I've got to take just a minute to tell you guys about U-Turn Audio. Are you familiar with U-Turn? U-Turn Audio is an American turntable company and maker of the Orbit Turntable. All their turntables are built by hand in Boston, Massachusetts. These turntables are beautiful. I just ordered one for myself. I can't wait to get it. I just, I happen to need a new record player, so I jumped right on it. Their whole thing is they want to make vinyl listening easier and more affordable. They deliver a high level of performance, and the prices start at just $179. That's it, $179, and you can get a gorgeous turntable. They're elegantly designed, stupidly simple to set up and use. The turntables are all totally customizable with hundreds of configurations available. And don't even get me started on their customer support. A two-year warranty on all products. Come on. Let me fly through a couple of these details real quick about the U-Turn turntable. External belt drive and isolated motor to keep noise out of your music. Frictionless bearings ensure dead-on speed accuracy. Plenty of options and upgrades like acrylic platter, choice of five different cartridges, real hardwood plinths using sustainably harvested U.S. lumber and a precision tone arm for perfect tracking with low distortion. The result? Detailed and natural sound. So here's the deal. You can get free shipping on your U-Turn turntable. All you've got to do is go to U-TurnAudio.com and enter the code BAZAAR at checkout. That's U-TurnAudio.com and enter the code BAZAAR. That's B-I-Z-A-R-R-E. Again, that's B-I-Z-A-R-R-E. For the next decade, the band members pursued other projects. In 1998, they reunited to record a soundtrack song for Dee Snyder's movie Strangeland. After the September 11th attacks, the band reunited to play a benefit concert, their first live show in 14 years. In 2003, the band officially reunited, playing some festival shows. In March 2004, the band went back into the studio to completely re-record their Stay Hungry album for Demolition Records. 
They claimed they weren't happy with the original album's production, so they would produce it on their own this time. The re-recording also contained bonus tracks and was released under the name Still Hungry. In 2006, Twisted Sister announced they'd signed with Razor and Tie Records to release one final album, and it would be a Christmas album. So, on October 17, 2006, Razor and Tie released A Twisted Christmas by Twisted Sister. The album kicks off with a version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, a song originally made famous by Judy Garland in the 1944 musical Meet Me in St. Louis. Twisted Sister? Yeah, we thought that we This is Twisted Sister. Oh, I see what you mean. We never play anything nice and easy. We play things nice and easy. Track two would be a cover of the traditional Christmas song, Oh Come All Ye Faithful, with a very familiar style. I spoke with two assistant engineers that worked on A Twisted Christmas. George Marshall was actually credited on the album as assistant engineer, but uh, was pretty much involved in, uh, both Tony and I were involved in the process since day one on this record. Uh, my name is Anthony Schusek, and I was the assistant engineer as well, and was not credited on the record. <laughs> For me, going into it was actually kind of thrown into doing the drum tracking on the first day. George had a previous commitment. That was the day... Uh, I was getting ready to have a daughter. That was the day uh, we actually found out that we were having a daughter. I was like, guys, I got the point, but I can't move. Yeah, <laughs> I so... I to deal with a human being. <laughs> so I, I was the studio's second engineer, so I got bumped up into uh, into mixing, or to tracking the drums for that day. And going into, you know, everything's set up and we're, we're ready to go. And AJ Paro, you know, rest in peace, just goes into the drum introduction from for what would be yo come all you faithful which is we're not going to take it and yeah. you, just, you know hear that and it just kicks off and i'm like i'm younger than a lot of these guys born in 84 and i was like holy crap and i was like 80s are in that room man that was the a very interesting thing to me and was like what in d snyder's 2013 autobiography shut up and give me the mic he said that we're not going to take it was actually heavily influenced by o come all ye faithful the band even made two different music videos for the song and performed it on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno in December of 2006. They also made a music video for Silver Bells. It's kind of a sequel to the O Come All Ye Faithful video, with the couple from that video returning and the wife kind of taking on the spirit of Mark Metcalf from their 80s videos. That's Payne's the channel! I think change it! The album was produced by the band's bassist, Mark Mendoza. Here's more from Anthony Shustak and George Marshall. You know, just knowing the guys for, for quite some time, I get a call from Mark Mendoza one day, 
And he's like, what's this that I hear about a studio? I said, yeah, we opened up a new studio. And uh, I would probably say it was probably sometime early 2006, maybe February or whatever. Mark came down to check out the room and was the usual Mark, looked around, grunted a couple of times and walked out. Uh, <laughs> you know, then I, pretty then spot I, on. Yeah, exactly. But then uh, I got a call from J.J. French and John was basically explaining then, you know, what they were looking to do, that they were looking to put out a Christmas album that year. Mendoza had previously remixed the band's 1985 Atlantic Records re-release of Under the Blade and produced and mixed Still Hungry in 2004. Dee Snyder sings alongside another heavy metal icon, Lita Ford, for I'll Be Home for Christmas. With estimated sales of over 50 million copies, did you know that Bing Crosby's version of the Irving Berlin classic White Christmas is the best-selling single of all time? Did you know that the songs Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow and The Christmas Song were both written in California during heat waves, fantasizing about cooler weather? Twisted Sister offers their take on both of those songs on A Twisted Christmas. They also offer their own version of The Twelve Days of Christmas with Heavy Metal Christmas. The album spent four weeks on the Billboard charts, peaking at number 147. In 2007, Razor and Tie also released a DVD, A Twisted Christmas Live. Then in 2011, A Twisted Christmas Live in Las Vegas was released on DVD and on CD from Armory Records. And looking at us, one may say, how the hell did they come to this? How the hell did Twisted Sister... The bane of 80s rock and roll, the scourge of the scourge of Washington, D.C. How did they come to this? Well, I'll tell you. One day, in the dressing room, just four short years ago, J.J. French, lead guitar player, founding member of this band, turned to me and said, Hey, what about doing a Christmas record? To which I responded, brilliant! For years, we had suffered through disco Christmas records, folk Christmas records, every kind of frickin' Christmas record. Where was the metal Christmas record, right? 
So we recorded a Twisted Christmas, what do you know? Biggest selling records since the 80s, go figure. They said it would kill our career. What career? Snyder seems to have really embraced Christmas. In 2014, he debuted his new holiday musical, D. Snyder's Rock and Roll Christmas Tale. But the roots of all of this seem to go back to the late 90s when Snyder wrote a Christmas song for his wife, Suzette. The song was called God Bless Us, Everyone, and a few years later, it was covered by Celine Dion, of all people. Her version ended up being the opening track of a Christmas album released by actress, comedian, and then-talk show host, Rosie O'Donnell. But that is for another Christmas. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Faxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.